Get ready for Deadbeat Radio. Laying around home alone mm-hmm. on a rainy night like mm-hmm. That beautiful, sweet, stack sound. That means only one thing. It's Deadbeat Radio again. I'm Lance Adams, Sir Lance a Little, your knight in shining stereo, your defender of the radio, here on Outlander Media Network, with a a renaissance man, a beautiful guest that um, I, I'm amazed our paths have not crossed before. So many irons in the fire. When uh, I got to looking into what all you do, I was baffled. We're a podcaster. We're a, a, a journalist. We're a bassist. We're a comedian. We're just a fabulous human being, from all I can tell. Welcome, Scotty Wheeler, to Deadbeat Radio. Scotty, how you doing, bud? Oh, doing pretty good, Lance. Glad to be here. Nice, nice. I uh, I, I got to looking and, and realized we have so many friends in common, and I know you you originally um, had spent some time here in Knoxville. Um, I'm amazed our paths haven't crossed before. Uh, you've been to my people you may know for a long time, and I was like, I don't think I do know this guy, and I think that's my loss. Uh, I think I wish I did know this guy, but I do now. Let's let Debbie Radio know, uh, uh, fans know more about you, man. So you're in Atlanta at the moment? Yeah, yeah. I've been here almost two years. Okay. Okay. Are you from Knoxville originally, or you just were here uh, before in Atlanta? Oh, yeah, I was born and raised in Knoxville. Spent the first thirty years of my life up there. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. What took you to Atlanta, my man? Oh, film. Okay. What? Uh, what specifically? Like, what do you? What's your involvement in uh, in the film industry in Atlanta? Uh, right now, I, I just finished. Uh, I was the first AD on a short film that got uh, crowdfunded recently. It was this past weekend. Like, like awesome. three 15 hour days in a row and then I've been working my night job ever since then oh, nice. a little loopy <laughs> man it's 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 the it's the, the 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 burden of of having a dream you you have yeah, to yeah. burn the midnight oil you have to have the candle at both ends um but at the same time you have to have food on the table um it's it's what holds me back as a comedian I have a, a wife and, and kids and a day job and so because of that I, I can't just jump in a car and go traveling across the country to go do 30 minutes at some comedy club and so um, I know that burden of having to survive but still follow a dream. But it sounds like you're doing great, man. Um, what kind of uh, a film uh, do you like to make? If, if we were giving Scotty Wheeler his own movie, if I said, hey, man, I've got the budget. I'm going to produce this for you. I don't, by the way. Please don't get too excited. Uh, but if I did, <laughs> what are you making, man? What's, what's Scotty Wheeler's dream? What's, what's the movie you want? Let's see. Oh, man, I've been, a, I've been a horror guy for a long time. I got that vibe from the podcast. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That is kind of the central focus of a lot of the stuff that we do. It's it's sort of weird, like, like kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. I mean, like really like outlandish horror stuff, or like really uncomfortable personal character dramas. It's kind of those like things. one hour photo, kind of unca- uncomfortable uh, character drama. Yeah, one hour photo. Uh, Mysterious Skin is a really good and okay. uncomfortable movie. If no one's seen that, I'm not familiar with that. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer made me feel that way. It was just so like home midi- video kind of vibe. Oh, yeah, yeah, that kind of that unflinted, like putting you in the seat of a character that's really unpleasant to see the world through their perspective. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Uh, and when you say uh, uh, the, the other side, what are you talking like, gruesome? Are you talking like ho- torture porn kind of stuff? Oh, no, no. I, I mean, more just like, just like the real, the real like crazy, like either, either over the top in terms of like gore and shit, like, okay. like Evil Dead 2 or okay. Dead Alive. 
or okay. Uh, okay. or the more like crazy like I don't know like like uh, uh, if you ever seen Cemetery Man that that movie is almost I, incomprehensible. I okay, but it's okay. Great. I nailed our five to drive here. I want you to see that I've already wrote this down. <laughs> this will make sense later, Scotty. So please remember this moment. I've nailed our five to drive for this. Uh, I, I do this this questionnaire and I customize it for each uh, guest. Um, so it's it's a specific questionnaire just for you. And I yeah. nailed it. I nailed it. And especially since we we've never met. This was going. I, I just want this scene. You don't you can't see this, Terry or Scotty, but Terry can see here with me. I've already wrote this down. Not changing oh, my answers. There There's a great callback to the moment right now so so scotty i already want you to know we're friends we're done it's over um we're we're, we're buds um but that's great because i love that too I, I i grew up how old are you scotty i'm a 31 right okay now. so there's a uh, we're, there's about 12 years between us but i grew up with um usa up all night does that make sense to you does, does that reference oh, catch yeah. to you? so uh, Saturday nights, I was there with Gilbert Godfrey or Rhonda Shear watching these terrible, terrible, just everything from Splat Stick to um, the Gore Fest to Cheeseball horror movies, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So um, Bobby Hill, which was me at, at, at that age, uh, loved that stuff. So I, I, I'm a fan. When, when that Scotty Wheeler Presents movie comes out, I'm going to be the first in line to buy a ticket. <laughs> Uh, all right, so what are you doing uh, now? What I know we're going to see at the uh, premiere of Along Come the Devil 2 on Friday, but uh, what uh, what else we got going on? Uh, you said you just did AD on a movie. Um, anything coming up you're super excited about? Uh, right now I'm, uh, I'm working on oh, a few different scripts that I've been writing for the past little bit. And so I've, been, I've been in kind of like a writer's cave for a while. Uh-huh. You, know, you just go away and you, you forget to talk to people or eat things or speak out loud. And you're like, all right, well, shit, now I need to figure out what the fuck I sound like. Uh, um, I know it will. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a couple of shorts that I'm working on. There's one that's uh, it's kind of this like German expressionist horror thing. Uh, like black and white, silent. Um, it was actually like not not too like much a, on the on the fun side of things. Like it's, a Lynch, more like, like, like an early Lynch kind of vibe, like a Racerhead. A little bit, yeah. Okay, like, okay. Um, that's when you describe that. Played a lot with those like those really like hard shadows and okay silhouettes, that kind of shit. Okay, okay. All right, interesting. Okay. And uh, you said you got another one uh, you're working on as well. Yeah, I have a, I have a really, uh, really like, like uh, kind of goofy slasher short that I've been, I've been working on for a little while. It's basically just about a guy uh, poisoning all of his friends at brunch or trying to. <laughs> nice, nice. Like in one go or slowly over time. I don't want to spoil it, but uh, uh, I just didn't. Uh, this sounds fun. I like it. I like it. Um, uh, he's, uh, well, he's trying to poison them all in one go, but uh, the, the the dessert portion, the brownies, are, are the most poison. And then somebody, of course, is like, well, you know, live in the moment, right? Eat dessert first, you know, because you only live once. Uh, oh. So that guy dies real horrible immediately. And then, you know, you got to grab an axe and improvise. All right. Somebody has to blame peanut allergies. It's got to start there, and then uh, that's uh, that's good. I like that. I like exactly. that. Exactly. Monsanto did all this shit. Nice, exactly, exactly. Blame the GMOs. Um, so now we'll see uh, with uh, Long Come the Devil. Did you have anything to do with that? I know are you you doing press for that as well? I, I'm doing press for it. I didn't. Uh, I didn't actually know about it until uh, I think it was we're having like a pre-production meeting for the short film, and uh, the producer on that, Michelle Moreland, she also worked on Along Came the Devil. Oh, the first one. So she was. Yeah, she was trying to get people together for the press for that. So she just she just mentioned like 
asking like me and the director if we knew anyone who did horror podcasts and uh, the director Michelle Caruso had been on my show before so which is by the way let's go ahead and let people know that's uh, scary drunk right yeah, it's great. I was, li- drunk. I was listening to some episodes, getting ready. I, real quick, I want to be super uh, honest with you. I, you hit a reference, or, or one of your co-hosts did a reference in the recent episode about uh, Along Come the Devil about Kevin Bacon and Great White Summer. I was literally, or Whitewater Summer. I was literally just talking about that movie with my wife. It's the most obscure, stupid reference, and then to hear it <laughs> twice in a week on a podcast, I was like, "Holy shit!" I'm not crazy. Oh, yeah. It was a real movie, but uh, Scary Drunk's great for anybody who hasn't checked it out. Where can we find that uh, to go uh, listen to any of those interviews? Uh, you can find us on uh, uh, YouTube. I think uh, it's also like Spotify, iTunes, Podbean. But awesome. Scary Drunk. And then the, the I guess, I think it's under the company name. So Real Independent Productions, Real with Two E's because cool. film puns. <laughs> I get it. I like it. Well, I listened to it and I enjoyed it thoroughly. So it's a great episode, and that's um that that's how they kind of led uh, Long Come the Devil to uh, press to you guys. Yeah, yeah. She she mentioned the movie to me, so I, I pulled up the IMDb and I saw Bruce Davison's name. And was like, I already want to watch this. So. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, Bruce um, Davison's great. Anybody yeah, who's not familiar like, with that I, name, I'm, check I'm it out. To come what uh, what. As far as scary uh, drunk goes, um, how long have you guys been doing it? What led you to do uh, a horror specific podcast? Let's see, um, so we'd actually uh, my uh, partner and I had uh, we'd done this show like two or three years ago, like in Knoxville. It was a whole different kind of format. It was uh, we were talking about entire franchises in an episode. And it was okay. Just, it was starting to become like a really daunting task. So we're like, let's talk about the puppet masters. And I'm like, well, there's like 35 of those and like 40 of them involve fucking Nazis somehow. Yeah. Um, some get out of so here. Yeah, what is it with, yeah, Avery we let that Ville? die for a little while. There's, there's what? 32. There's, there's clear, way double digits with the Amityville series. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so some of these are ridiculous. Um, so that's, I guess the origins of scary drunk was a, a podcast you, you had done here in Knoxville. Um, yeah, yeah, and I got down here and just wanted to wanted to bring it back since like because my film partner had moved down here a few years cool. before. Cool. And we got well, the band back together and decided yes. to talk about like like lean more towards uh, like the indie side of things, like more of a spotlight on movies people don't really like talk about, or if they do talk about them, they're usually like, "Well, that wasn't very good." That's so, but it's so unfair. They don't realize, hey, I don't have Steven Spielberg money to whip out his big dick and, and, and show it around on set. I have to go maybe rent a camera and then pay these people. And I'm not, I'm not getting money off this. People don't realize what independent filmmaking truly is. Um, having been an actor on set and seeing it, you know, behind the curtain and working with Terry on some of his films and and knowing that what budgetary goes behind it, and then then you what you look at it and go, you know what. For what you had, this is fantastic. I see the vision you pictured. I see the art you imagined, uh, and that's what matters. And you judge that, and you at least judge the effort, and you go, hey, this was great. And he didn't have Steven Spielberg or money to do it. And so independent filmmaking is not uh, uh, an easy task. Oh, yeah, yeah. By no stretch of the imagination. It's, it, most of my gray hairs come from that. I'm, <laughs> hey, at least you have hairs <laughs> left to be gray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it is yeah, easier. It's, it's, it's weird to see, like, because it's just, you just have to judge them by a different metric. It's yeah. not like you're not going to talk about like 
Like, so like along came the devil, like the same way you talk about like whatever the last Spider-Man movie was. A hundred percent. On the same plane. A hundred percent. Now it is easier today. Um, technology has um, become more accessible. Uh, an independent filmmaker has a better chance today than you did when it was Steven Spielberg, the no name, nobody making films. You know, um, when you had George Lucas making THX, or when you had uh, Toby Hooper making Texas Chainsaw. It was a different yeah, model. You're, you're buying like like unused like strips of film, like little like a foot and a half, and just taping them together and trying to shoot your movie on that. Exactly. And luckily, technology and the internet says, "Hey, I can go to Amazon and buy a camera that will work." F- fuck, I can, who, who didn't Soderbergh just do one on an iPhone? Yeah. You know, fuck it, I can yeah. buy a phone. It, crazy, but doable. It it is technology is doable. Editing software can be downloaded to your phone, and it is possible today. But the effort and work still has to be there the technology the the equipment has gotten easier but that doesn't mean that the art has gotten easier it's just gotten more accessible yeah yeah it's the same way with like because I'll, I'll talk to some camera people who are like Man, i really want like like a red or something like like once i get a red i'll be able to really make some good stuff i'm like i, I mean is that is that true though because no. silent hill 2 i think was shot on reds and that movie looks like shit you're a musician you know a true musician can be handed most any of instrument variation of their their preferred and can go i can work with this right yeah you may prefer a jazz bass or a p bass but if somebody hands you a rickenbacker you can go i can do this right it's so the the gear is not as important as the person holding it yeah yeah it's really easy to get hung up in the gear because it's really fun looking at the gear and, and gear is better. We're not. I'm not gonna lie. You can get a better tone out of this amp guitar combo, out of this um, lighting camera combo. You can get, but that doesn't mean it's still impossible. Yeah, like I can't listen to an album and be like, "Ah, oh, that's a tube amp." Good. No. Yeah, like I don't fucking know. But when you make um, it, you can. Yeah. True. <laughs> like I was there. I saw the tubes. Yeah, um, yeah, and so um, you know, it's 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 easier and more accessible today. But you still have to have the drive and the desire. Um, I love to be on set. I I I volunteer for everything. Terry makes fun of me. He's like that. I I show up for any time. Anybody's like, you need actors for extras. I'm in. I love it. Um, I think I think being on set and filmmaking is fun. I love to be involved in it. Oh yeah, that was because uh, I, I before I moved down here, I came down to visit um, to like check it out and just just see if I was like, ready cool. to like get out of Knoxville. Um, we went to, I think we went to see like mystery science theater 3000 live or something like that. Okay. And the, uh, that was like a Saturday. So then the Sunday that I was here, was like a weekend vacation sort of thing. And I spent the Sunday, like I was like doing the BTS camera or something. And mm-hmm. some like little, like, like no budget goofy horror thing. And we're just out in the woods, like somewhere at like, like an hour outside of Atlanta. I'm just standing out and it's, it's hot and bugs are attacking everyone and everybody's sleepy and tired. I'm just super excited to be on a set. I'm just like, yes, let's, do we have to wrap up now? We could probably do more guys. Come on. Yeah. I feel like a kid. Um, I'm, I have no training, no, no film school, anything. I'm just a, 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 a a shitty comedian, right? And I, <laughs> I'm willing to put myself in most anything. People, oh, you need somebody to do that? I'll do that. I, I'm, I'm, I have no shame. I'll do that. And so I get there, and I'm like, you want me to carry that? You need anybody to hold this? I'll do this. I'll do. I'm happy to be here. I'm, I'm willing to earn my keep. You know, I know I'm not the the grip or the dolly or whatever, but I'll carry this, th- that, or the other. Um, I love it. I love being on set. And so, because I always tell Terry, you never know when somebody's going to remember you. 
When's yeah. gonna be like uh, go to their next project and be like, remember that dude? Dude, that dude. Let's get that dude. Let's, that dude was cool. And so, a lot of people that we know as celebrity superstars now were that dude. I always use the Danny Trejo as an example. He was just that badass Mexican dude for a long time. Uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford was a carpenter, you know, yeah. who, who who read lines, and they were like, "Man, that was cool." Hey, how about we make him the most famous science fiction superstar in history? And so it happens. And so I'm always willing to be that dude. I will show up on set and just be everybody's friend and do anything I can to be remembered next time, so I can ride anybody's coattails wherever the fuck they're going. <laughs> Take me along. Hell yeah. Um, I'm not ashamed yeah, to admit it. Yeah, that's like, I feel like the only time I'm actually like really focused in life is on set. You know, like, like most of the time you're like half in your head, like working on something else. And then half like whatever like task you've done a thousand times before. You have to be or it gets out of hand. Yeah, being on set change, can turn like, into a big immediately. Uh, it, being on set can turn into a big playground. Everybody's having fun, and that that pendulum swings real hard into fun. And you're like, "Fuck, we are here to work. Where is the shot? God damn it! It's three hours later. So you have to be focused, or it's done." Yeah. Well, um, I I love it. Yeah, I mentioned you were a musician. You also still play, right? Uh, you not don't just do uh, again as a Renaissance man. Don't d- just do film. You do music as well. Still uh, involved in that at all? Uh, yeah, I haven't really like. I, I've hit this kind of weird split where I'm like a filmmaker in Georgia and like a musician in Tennessee. Interesting. Uh, I, I come up every You're now and dual then to class. Uh, play shows with my old band. Um, which by the way, uh, uh is um uh. uh Stars, uh, uh, you have Kelly with you, right? Kelly, I cannot pronounce that last name. Uh, Terzin. Thank you. Uh, a wonderful, fantastic performer. Um, we've done a lot of variety burlesque shows together. She is an Yeah, yeah. I think pleasure. actually the first few times I saw you do comedy was I, I came out for uh, some of her stuff with. Uh, awesome. Uh, probably with the Uu review at the time. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that was oh, awesome. Yeah, I, 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 I still remember your, uh, your joke about Darth Vader being like an intergalactic redneck. Thank you. Thank you. We'll turn the applause on. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> redneck Vader tends to be my uh, my signature. It is also my merch. I have a picture of me with a Vader helmet and a cigarette hanging out my mouth. It says Jet on the front, Sith in the back. So, Well, awesome. Well, thank nice. you. But, yeah, she is fantastic. A wonderful voice. Oh, my God. Um, and so that is a great place to be. What's the name of the band? It's a Telios. Telios. I love it. Telios. Uh, please, if you see them, check them out. Um, you guys, I'm sure, have a Facebook page and can be checked out. Um, but uh, I, I definitely will have to come pop in on that because I know how fantastically ta- talented Kelly is. And so if she uh, even remotely associates with any musician, it has to be fantastic. You're bass player by nature, um, uh, if I'm not mistaken. What uh, what kind of music do you like to play normally? What uh, If you were given, again, what's the band Scotty Wheeler's making? If Scotty Wheeler's making uh, his own band. Oh, man. Um, that would be like just, just super... ADHD, like all over the place. Like, okay. uh, Kelly and I met a few years ago, uh, like right after she moved like back to Knoxville, I think. <clears throat> and uh, we're in a band called Sidecar Symposium together. Cool, I like that. It was, it was like, uh, uh, I think the best description of it I got was circus rock. But it was pretty much Ooh. just whatever kind of song we wanted to do. We just okay. do it like we want to have a metal song, but just a metal song. Okay. Just a rockabilly song. Okay, I like it. I like it. Cool. All right. Awesome. Uh, I, uh, I, I'm i a musician, too. I actually did that before comedy. Um, now, you, you did some comedy as well for a while. Are you still d- doing comedy? Atlanta's got a great comedy scene. So uh, you still doing anything down there? 
Uh, I haven't started back up yet. I had a kind of a weird thing with that where I, I, I took a couple of years off because I started researching a script I've been working on about the Underground Railroad. Um, so it was just very hard to be funny during that. I could see that. I could see that. Um, digging deep into slavery, historical, accurate uh, uh, portrayals cannot be a, a fun place to be uh, while researching a film. Yeah, I think there's that whole thing of write what you know, and most of what I know is that like a 31-year-old white dude probably shouldn't tell a bunch of jokes about slavery. No, I would say a bunch is even being very liberal. I would say none is where you want to be. Uh, <laughs> probably, none. yeah, probably somewhere around the, the none. The yeah, none as even somebody with um, no limits, probably going to put a limit there. I would say I would say none. Uh, which came first for you? Yeah, it doesn't mean I'm not going to do it, but I just, I, I, it's good that I know in advance. That's fair. That's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, uh, which came first, comedy or music, uh, as far as you performing? Uh, music. Yes. Okay, same for me. Um, did you feel when you started comedy the skills translated? Did you feel uh, like a soft skills worked well in both? Uh, not really. Like, I don't know. Comedy is way different from just being a, because when you're a bassist, you're, uh, people don't always even realize that you're on the stage or in the band. You know? So there's, a, there's a, a nice, like you're on stage, but there's a certain anonymity that you're holding a bass and not a microphone. So no right. one knows you're there. Right. Not uh, bass players as a general rule. Don't get famous outside of shop outside of other musicians. Like it just yeah. it doesn't happen. Yeah. As a general, unless you're Paul McCartney or Lemmy uh, sting, you know, it just generally the bass player is not the famous one. Most people couldn't tell you Anthony Michael's name outside of Van Halen fans. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, comedy, it's just like, it's just you at a microphone. It's correct. Just, correct. Just up there talking. And hopefully what you're saying is entertaining and you, keep talking the entire time and don't have any gargantuan like i that's all i have i don't know what to say now way less forgiving music is way more <laughs> forgiving even if you're a shitty guy with an acoustic guitar people can ignore you and you can still go on and nobody gets weird it doesn't work that way with comedy if you're bombing it's gonna go real bad but if you're successful i always said the highs are higher the lows are lower when i win i win on my own i don't have to share the glory with the band when I lose, I cannot blame the, the, the drummer for fucking up in the third verse. Um, when it comes to songwriting, I, with joke writing, I don't have to run anything by you. I don't have to argue over how many times we repeat the bridge. I got this joke my way. When it comes to, uh, I don't have to deal with your girlfriend wants to hang out so you can't do band practice. But at the same time, I have nobody to do it with. So highs are high, lows are lower. Um, but I, I actually prefer comedy. I still love music. I still love to play. I, uh, but I, I find comedy more rewarding as a whole. Yeah, I've definitely missed it. Like, I, I think I got, like, like a little overly serious during a lot of my research. Uh, yeah, I had other stuff going on, too. But it's mostly the end of all that. So since I've been down here, I've been slowly, like, I don't know, just, just saying, like, random shit to people and like making myself laugh still it's like oh shit again, i feel funny again <laughs> practicing the soft skills in real life yeah <laughs> awesome awesome well scotty dude please let me tell you thank you so much for being here we're gonna get into the five to drive for a minute um but i want to take a moment um to uh, uh, uh let you anything you want to plug where can we find you um the the band your movies anything man we want to give you a chance to again let anybody know where they can find all of your fantastic art because you're a renaissance man like i said and have a ton of it so please scotty take a moment and 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 just strut the catwalk my brother be yourself <laughs> lay it on the line whip it out and tell us all where we can behold it 
Yeah. Um, so you can you can find uh, all the podcast stuff and any any video stuff that I have coming up. Uh, you just find uh, Real Independent Productions on YouTube. We also we have a Instagram, Facebook, Twitter that my partner runs all that stuff because I fuck suck at social media. Um, but Me comment too. on things. I'll try to talk to you. I don't know. Then um, you can also. Uh, Yes, like uh, scary drunks on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, all that shit. Um, and then also uh, Telios, the band. You can find them at uh, you can book up Telios, T E L L I O S on Facebook. You can also find them at uh, Telios.bandcamp.com. Uh, I think they have a. Well, I guess I, I'm in the band. I forgot about that. Uh, we have a GoFundMe. Uh, to I, uh, I guess pay for the the first studio album. I think, uh, I think the first single is up right now. You can find that on Spotify and everything. Beautiful. I tell you what, when we get off the air, send me the link and I'll post it on Debbie Radio's uh, Facebook page. So we'll share that. Awesome. Yeah, we're happy to do that. And please, any links you want shared, please send those to me. We'll be happy to put them on the Facebook page for all the Debbie Radio fans. All like five of them. I think we're up to like seven. We may have double digit fans at this point. Um, so <laughs> we'll put it up there for all of them to uh, give a chance to uh, listen to it. Because again, I've I, I've never seen the band as a whole that I know, but I've seen Kelly perform many times with that ukulele. That is just amazing. So I can only imagine how much better it gets with at least a fantastic bass player. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it's a fun time. We also want to thank uh, our sponsors here for Outlander Media Network, um, the Oneida guys uh, with Black Cat uh, uh, Curiosities and Oddities, a fantastic uh, little just uh, random shop with all kinds of goodies. You've got uh, Outbreak on Main Haunted House uh, in Oneida, um, and it is haunt season. So if you're a haunted house fan, which I'm assuming you are, haunted houses and uh, horror movies go hand in hand. Uh, my wife and I went to a, ha- a haunted house, whorehouse, a haunted uh-huh. house <laughs> on our first date. Um, and I ran through the whole thing and pulled her arm out of the socket like a child uh, that I am. And she amazingly still went out with me and married me, had children with me. I have no idea. Day one, she should have known this was not going to work. Uh, so we want to thank all those guys. And they've got uh, Zombie Fest coming up, uh, which, yeah, October 12th. So that's going to be fun in Oneida. Uh, and we'll see you actually at the premiere uh, for Along Come the Devil 2 uh, in Roswell, Georgia this Friday, because I'm going to come down with that. Um, so go check out part one on Hulu, uh, Along Come the Devil from the D-Van clan, which has uh, uh, got uh, one on Hulu and then you've got two coming out October 11th so we'll be there for that um, and we want to thank everybody involved and thanks Scotty Wheeler and let's dive into the five to drive are you ready Scotty it's the five questions I ask every guest to drive this episode home all right yeah I'm ready awesome again I love the uh, inside the actor studio the uh, what sound do you love what sound do you don't I want one of my own and I love lists I'm a dork I love countdowns um, if you if you count it down and have people talk about it I will watch it and right. so my inside meta Andy Kaufman joke is the first question on our five questions is a top five countdown and I, I wasn't sure what to do with you because again we'd never met before and so I listened to the podcast and I checked it out and I thought okay here's what I'm going to do I love, like I said, shitty B-movies, whether they're intended to be or whether they're the Roger Cormans and just happen to turn out that way, the Ed Woods. I love the cheesier, the sillier, the stickier, the, the schlockier, the better. And so I want your top five all-time favorite B-movies. You're, you're, you're writing your own couple weeks of USA Up All Night. What five movies you putting up there? Oh, man. Okay. 
right off the bat, uh, sorority babes in the slime ball bowlerama. On my list as well. Turn on the sign. <laughs> Terry, look, there it is. You can't read it. Number three, on my list as well. Uh, turn on the applause light. Uh, Scotty, I just fell in love. I just want you to know. You, you don't have to finish, yeah, but please do. That is fantastic. Uncle Impy is my favorite, too. <laughs> Uncle Impy. Oh. So good. Yeah, that movie is so ridiculous. It has the best Coke machine death in horror movie history. <laughs> yeah, actually, every time I watch it, too, it's like, well, actually, uh, that brings me to the second one, because I, I think it might be the same mall as uh, Chopping Mall. Okay, Chopping Mall, not on mine, but that is a good one. I, I it, it got an honorable mention on my list. Chopping Mall is fantastic. Um, I think it is the same. Yeah, mall. it's always hard to pick like the Jim Wynorski movies because those are always their own like very specific kind of ridiculous. <sighs> Sorority Babes, the Slimeball Bellorama. That's such an obscure piece of just schlock, and I'm so I'm so happy. I got a little chub. I got a half chub just from that answer alone. I did. I was oh, yeah. so excited. I, mean, was, I just walked over to my DVD shelf and like that was good. The first good, thing good, I good, choice, good choice. Good choice. Good choice. See, you've got an advantage. Most people are sitting here in the studio, and I put them on the spot for these answers. You just get up and go look at your eye and go. There's the five I would pick right there. You have a great yeah, advantage calling in. <laughs> so so far you've got sorority babes, the slime ball bolorama, chopping mall. What what other three? Give me three more. Let's see. Oh god, it's it's so hard to. I know. Them down. I know. There's, I know. There's just so many ridiculous. Oh man. Um. You, oh yeah. I, I I have to go. Uh, I have to go. Blood diner. Okay. Okay. I, I'm not. I, I don't think I've ever seen that. I know of it, but I don't think I've ever seen that. Blood Diner is insane. Blood Diner is a like an '80s kind of pseudo remake parody of Blood Feast, the, okay. the Herschel okay. Gordon Lewis movie. I'm familiar with that. Uh, which is it seems weird to like do a like a satire of a Herschel Gordon Lewis movie because it's already like a satire of everything that it's doing. Anyway. Right, we're doing a parody uh, of a, a Ed Wood movie. It's like, like the kind of parodies of themselves, aren't they? Right. Uh, so yeah, I get that. Yeah, I didn't think it would work at all. And then I watched it, and it's just ridiculous. Like all the all the little jokes that they work in there that aren't aren't even necessarily funny. A lot of them are just awkward, but in a really amusing way. I like There's that. The whole like I, like cheerleaders topless doing jumping jacks, and then someone kills them all with a machine gun. There's a whole like uh, couple getting attacked in a cave by one of the killers. So just naked girl doing karate at him okay. there's like this other diner owner with a mannequin that's clearly just a mannequin but the mannequin talks but we don't know if just he can hear it or everybody can hear it. it's fucking ridiculous but i love it good choice blood diner i'll have to check that out I, I i've heard the name but I, i'm not familiar with it all so i do know blood feast i'll check it out all right so far you got a, a great three out of the gate so uh, uh where where else are we going what's our final two where are we rounding this out oh man i know what number one's gonna be i'm trying to think of number two and again, I don't put these in order. So if you've done that, you're even a step ahead of me. Oh yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go. Chud two, Bud the Chud. Chud two, good choice. Chud two is Bud the Chud is fantastic. Okay, uh, cannibal cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers is a fantastic. Um, the first one's actually pretty decent. I mean, like it's not a great horror movie, but it's not. Sticky. It's just again kind of bad, a kind of independent film at the time. But two is just 
it's one of the most 80s things I've ever fucking seen. Like, yeah. it's just everything about it. <laughs> yeah. If you were of the next generation and you watched things like Idle Hands and thought that was funny, go back and watch Chud 2, Bud the Chud. It, you'll find that to be a similar kind of silly sh- uh, uh, shtick. Yeah, it's not even about Chuds. It's it's all about zombies and shit. It's, but it's the first time I've ever seen, like... Like, you know, if you bite a poodle, that poodle is then a zombie. Or if you bite, like, fish in a fountain, then there's just a fountain full of zombie a, fish. A, like, a predecessor to Zombievers. Yes. Which yes. was Zombievers fantastic. With better puns. Uh, Zombievers actually was an honorable mention on mine. It didn't make my final list, but it was uh, uh, on my uh, uh, honorable mention. All right, so what's yeah, number one? whack-a-mole sequence in the end. So good. It's so good. All right, so what's our number one? You've brought us a, a fantastic list. Again, you kicked it off the – just way to go right for the, the, the straight for the, the, the kill in the first one. But what's number one? What have we led up to? Uh, number one for me, it, it's been my favorite ridiculous movie since high school, I think. Uh, it's uh, Juan Piquet Simone's Pieces. Pieces. Okay. I, I am not familiar. Pieces. Pieces is a masterpiece. As in, like, pieces of a puzzle. But everything about it is so, so engaging. I've never heard of it. Your list is is amazing, so I I can't obviously do anything but take it as the utmost recommendation. I've I've never heard of it. I'll have to check it out. Pieces. Yeah, Um, it's uh, it's one of those things that, like, it's, it's, uh, I believe, shot in Italy, but pretending to be in Boston. (laughs) So then, like, all the uh, the English-speaking actors speak English and then all the Italian speaking actors speak Italian and they just dub everything afterwards. Nice. Nice. Again, has an old, uh, there's uh, a really good, I don't know if, uh, if, if you've watched much, uh, shutter, you're a fan of Joe Bob Briggs. I, I have not watched shutter, but I loved the T and uh, TBS version years ago of, uh, monster vision. So yeah, I love Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah. So shutter has a, they have a new series with right. them. Uh, it's the last drive in with Joe Bob Briggs, which is just a, basically a pickup of the original show on TBS, right? Yeah, yeah, he's got the he's got the old sets back. He's got the the super hot girl. He has guests on. Uh, he did he did one like marathon for Christmas last year that was just like it was all of the Phantasm movies except for Phantasm Two. Not because they didn't have the rights to it, because Phantasm Two like destroyed a mint condition Hemikuda, and he couldn't let that kind of brutality be shown on television. That's fair. I respect it. I respect that. I respect that. Okay. But he, uh, he has an episode on there where he does, he talks about pieces and he gets like really in depth with it. And it's, it's one of my favorite things. I don't check it out because like that movie. And again, if you and Joe Bob Briggs recommended, I'm in. So, so here was my list again, already had sorority babes, the slime ball bolorama. Um, probably my all time favorite. I'll, I'll save number one to last, but, uh, uh, the stuff, I love the stuff. Oh yeah. Larry Cohen, <sighs> man eating yogurt. I mean, come on, man. I hate you just yogurt. find like a puddle of stuff out in the snow and you're like, oh, I'll taste it. Let's eat do it. it. Oh my God. How, what's this in the ground? Let me eat it. Tastes delicious. Let's package it. What the <laughs> fuck? And I hate yogurt. So this is real easy for me not to be on board. And if you say it looks like oh, marshmallow yeah. fluff, even worse, I hate marshmallows. So um, I love this stuff movie. I think it's great. Um, and I got to give it up for a modern Sharknado. It's, I know it's supposed to be cheesy. It nailed it. I loved it. I think it's great. It was such a great uh, resurgence of the shit I like. And it, it just leaned into it. It went, no, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, we know. Have you read the plot? Yeah. No, I wrote it. I know exactly what it says. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know that's don't care. We're making this movie. And I loved it. I loved it. Um, rubber. I, I, I love Rubber. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while, but I, I've definitely watched Rubber. <laughs> 
It's brilliant. And it's have you seen it, Terry? No. It's about a uh, killer tire with uh, psychic powers. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. And it's so brilliant. It breaks the fourth wall and it just tells you it's one of those like the moment in Magnolia when it rains frogs and they go, Why did it rain frogs? And he said it had to rain frogs. Otherwise the guy couldn't have got hit in the mouth and got knocked down and then met his true love. And you're like, Wow. Rubber has a lot of those <laughs> moments and it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And then my number one um, my all-time favorite, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. The uh, oh shit, I forgot about Killer Clowns. The Kyoto yeah. Brothers. Um, I I love it. It's my favorite. I could watch it every day. Um, the Kyoto Brothers are just a genius. It's it's so good. I I, I absolutely like I said. It's it's probably if you said horror movies in general, it would still be my number one. As shitty and silly as it is. It's amazing. I have a poster signed by pretty much everybody who worked on it or was in it. It's, oh, God, I love it so much. I do love it. Christopher you. Titus's first I on-screen know. role, I like know. walking across the street. The old man in Pooh Bear. What the hell is that, Pooh Bear? Just it's describing just... that plot to people is a lot of fun. It's like, oh, yeah, so these clowns come down. They're, like, putting people in cotton candy cocoons, drinking their blood through silly straws. Yeah, it's a good time. Shooting them with popcorn guns, making balloon dogs to sniff them out. That's it's good. Yeah, so that, that, that that's that number one soundtrack. For me. I listen to that shit all the time. That do Dickie the Dickies. Song oh yeah, it is it is absolutely brilliant. Actually, you, you know what, Terry, we're gonna make a switch. We're gonna pull up. We're gonna, we're gonna go out. We're gonna pull up. Because it was because of our love here. I normally do a uh, uh, fireball ministry to pull up to leave since we're getting close. But we'll do the Dickies Killer Clowns just for just for you, Scotty. How's that sound? So we'll awesome. uh, so we're gonna get that pulled up. Yeah, me too. We're gonna get that pulled up. And we're not done yet, but uh, we're gonna get that ready. So that is a fantastic top five. Absolutely could not uh, uh, give it any more um, uh, uh, applause. Brilliant, brilliant list. Um, number two on our five to drive. Being a member of the Deadbeats of Comedy here at Deadbeat Radio, I love the stable, right? The the super group, the band over the single performer. I just that's always me. I love the team up. So as um, a studier of all things nerd, comic books, wrestling, bands, four seems to be the magic number. The four horsemen, the Fantastic Four, the Fab Four. You get one night, Scotty Wheeler, to create your own magical four piece to go out and do whatever the fuck you want to do. What three living celebrities are you calling to come join you for that night? Oh man. Okay. Let's see. We've had presidents for to porn stars. You cannot give a wrong answer. All it has to be <laughs> is three living celebrities. Okay, so so I, I shouldn't go to an ACLU meeting with four Trumps then. I got you. You know, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. Nope. It's three living celebrities, and you can do whatever you want. My uh, my 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 four was uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Tom Waits, and Alex Jones. So it's it's all good. We've had presidents, porn stars, scientists, comedians, the works. Oh, that is that is a good list. Um, let's see. Shit. Uh, I'm actually I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a wrestling one. Okay, I, I feel like Shawn Michaels will be a fun guy to go out with. I think so. I think so. He, Mostly because anytime I'm about to do something like way too stupid and fucked up, he'll be like, "No, nah, dude, I did that like 30 years ago." It's true. Be fun. True. True. Good call. Good call. Gonna be spot on that. Good call. All right. Good choice. Let's see. Uh, we got we got HBK. Oh, good call. Good call. <laughs> Keeping on both doors at the same time. That's a good one. Yeah, I'd probably go with him. Uh, I feel like Ari Aster would be a fun guy to go. Who? 
the director of uh, Hereditary and Midsummer. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, mm. oh. That's, I, I think I think okay. he just he'd be a good guy to have around in case like the conversation hasn't gotten weird enough yet. Uh, that's gonna do it. Yeah, that's gonna be that uh, make it weird meme. Okay, good call. Okay. Yeah. If you've never seen uh, his first short film, uh, The Strange Thing About the Johnsons, does not definitely ring a bell. It It's. It's one of the most uncomfortable comedies I've ever watched. Huh. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. I will definitely have to look into that. Okay, okay. It's yeah, don't don't read anything about it. It's it's free on YouTube. Just go in cold and nice. you'll be I won't say pleasantly surprised, but probably very surprised. Okay. I get surprised easily. I'm a child, so uh <laughs> uh that's not too hard to do. Okay, who's our third? Who's our third living celebrity that's gonna be our fantastic four, our four horsemen final? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh I'm a, I actually, yeah, I'm, I'm going Danny Tamborelli. Okay. Okay. I'm not familiar Young with that Pete name. from the adventures of Pete and Pete. Oh my God. Yes, big, I big am. Nostalgic okay. thing for me. He just seems like a fun guy. I love Pete and Pete. I absolutely love Pete and Pete. Um, my first, the first, um, short film I did, uh, uh, I did a 48 hour film project for a friend of mine and I played pan the Seder in this just stupid, uh, thing. And, and basically I did a bad Audie, the strongest man in the world impression. <laughs> And uh, everybody was laughing, like, what is that voice? And I, I was like, you don't get it? Uh, you you obviously would have got it. You would have been there and known it was the great Toby Huss's uh, already the strongest man in the world shitty impression. Uh, but I love Pete and Pete. Uh, so good good choice. Okay. Scotty, I got to say, so far, your first two uh, five-to-drive entries are, are almost tear-worthy. I mean, they're just amazing, amazing. You, like me, have many different things. Um, what's your guilty pleasure? What's the thing you – you love that you know you should be embarrassed to love. You're not, but you should be. Uh, what's your guilty pleasure? Uh, the the CW show Riverdale. Okay, is that actually good? I haven't I haven't watched it yet. I, I've read a ton of people. Riverdale it. is amazing. Okay. It knows exactly how stupid it is. Okay, and just just leans like right into that. There's a whole thing in season three where there's like a flashback and they're doing this Dungeons and Dragons type game. Nice. And uh, like it's it's flashing back to their parents, so all the current kids are playing their parents. But at some point, they they it just cuts to them like they have a band, I guess, and they start playing the yeah. Dawkins song "Dream Warriors" okay. from Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love Dawkins. I'm a hair metal guy. Um, and I know the yeah, Archies. They play like all of it too. Like um, it's it's the entire song. It's nice. ridiculous to put that on the CW like right now and expect anybody to understand yeah, it. No. All the episode titles are like named after old slasher movies. Okay. It's like they made the show specifically just for me. All right. I'll, I'll check it out. I know it's got the. Didn't they have the Sabrina tie-in? Didn't they mix those two universes as well? Yeah, I, I think they're like tangentially connected. Like they, I think they name dropped Riverdale in the first. Okay, because I know of, originally uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Sabrina the Teenage Witch was a character in Archie Comics. Because I grew up reading Archie Comics, so I I, I love the characters from there. Um, I wasn't a Buffy fan, so I assumed I wouldn't like this Riverdale. It looks very Buffy esque. Um, but I may go back and check it out. Okay, okay, good choice. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Of, it's it's pretty different from Buffy. It's 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 basically like sexy murder. Archie is kind of the best way to sum Ooh. it up. <laughs> I like sex. I like murder. I like Archie. Okay, I'm a win. That's a that's a win. Okay, good choice. 
Oh yeah, Betty is a lot of fun in that show. Oh, um, okay, I was always a Betty fan. I prefer that over Veronica. I know that's uh, one of those dividing factors, like Beatles, Elvis, Pudding, Jello, Betty, Veronica. <laughs> it, it divides you by by who you are. Um, and if it ever comes down to a war, I hope those are the things that really divide us, not race, gender, sex. I hope it really comes down to like the Elvis people versus the Beatle people, pudding people versus Jello people. I think that's really what the world needs to divide upon. I think those are the, the hard lines we need to draw if it ever comes yeah. down to it. So Betty, Veronica. Um, so it's good to know that we may be on the same side in some of that. Where are you on the pudding Jello thing, Scotty, uh, real quick before we get to our next question? Oh man! Uh, Are you a pudding person yeah, or a Jello person? You can like both. I, I got go. to have a preference. I, I would probably, I'd probably go pudding. Okay, yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. I, I got a feeling you're an Elvis guy over Beatles guy too, right? Uh, no, I, I'm actually I'm more of a Beatles guy. Okay. My mom's an Elvis guy. Two out of three. We got two out of three. <laughs> um, so we'll accept you because we know your, your mom will, will grandfather you in for that. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll work through our differences together. It'll be. Well, we we've had an awesome time here. We've got a little personal. Um, I I love the emotional roller coaster that I've set up of the five to drive. So let's let's take it. Let's take a little dip for a moment, Scotty. It's 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 time for you to leave this mortal coil. You've you've shot your last film, thumped your last base, recorded your last podcast. You got to leave a legacy. What's that that one thing you want written on your tombstone to let people know you were here? Oh man, let's see. I'd probably, I'd probably honestly just go with my old, uh, like fake ran for mayor a few years ago in Knoxville. Yeah. Um, I, I should have run on like a wrestling platform. Kane proved it works. Yeah. Well, Glenn's an awesome dude, man. It's he's actually, I know Glenn for way back. Uh, Glenn's an awesome dude. It's so people always think it's just so cheese ball. It's like the mayor. He's like, you know, he's a person too, right? He had this job. He's a performer. Hey, Clint Eastwood, Ronald Reagan, Sonny Bono. A lot of people come out of entertainment and go into politics. I don't know why. Uh, not all of them are good, but. You know, Glenn's a really good guy at heart, and so I was not surprised. I knew when he set his mind to do this, I was like, yep, that's going to happen. Uh, but I knew before uh, he did this that this was, was his goal was politics. Uh, so I'm not surprised, but uh, everybody around here is like, we're voting for the wrestler. And it's like, well, <laughs> luckily, luckily, you're getting a decent human being behind the mask you think he's going to wear every day like the mayor from the Oblongs because that's not what's going to happen, yeah. although that's who they voted for. I'm, I'm fully aware but as somebody who knows him, um, th this is a man who donated the money for my family to buy my daughter's tombstone. So I, that's kind of ironic. I never put, never said that sentence out loud like that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> true story. Really cyclical. It, it is true story. He's a safe worker. He doesn't hurt people. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, my my daughter passed away, and um, we've we've known the Jacobs family for a while, and, and they they actually donated the money for us to buy her headstone. And so we're very thankful to them as a family. And uh, Glenn and his lovely wife Crystal are amazing. Um, and so, uh, like I said. I know people voted for the wrestler, but God, a decent yeah. human being. Thank God, because they might not have. There's a lot of people that would have voted for some shit-ass people just because they had seen them on Nitro years ago. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, no, no. Yeah, no. Be, so, I, I would hate if like the mayor was like Alex Wright or something. Like, yeah, or an, uh, yeah, uh, not good. Or we got the, a Hulk Hogan. It's like, all right, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back out the old water fountains. We're going to plug them back up, get the signs. No, no, Hogan. No, don't do it. Uh, no, no racist wrestling pre uh, presidents. No. Um, so anyway, um, you, you, you don't have a, a mayor legacy, but what kind of legacy do you want to leave? Oh, uh, oh yeah. I, I, was, uh, I was just going to go with my old uh, campaign slogan. Uh, why the fuck not? <laughs> 
That is my answer to everything. <laughs> Typically not as vulgar because I have to give it at work. But people go, hey, oh, can yeah. you do this? And I always go, why not? Why not? And so why the fuck not is a great, great legacy to leave. That is a fantastic tombstone. Um, I highly approve of that, Scotty. Great, great choice. Um, oh, thank you. Scotty, you've actually been a lot of fun, man. i got to say, I- I've loved having you here. Um, we don't want to end on a sour note. Our final five to drive is a pleasant paradise. Personal paradise. No, no meetings to be at. You have nothing anywhere keeping you from being exactly where you want to be. Where's your happy place? Where's the place you can go when nothing's stopping you? Oh, uh, movie theater. To a movie theater? Okay. Yeah, I, I've been doing the uh, uh, AMC has a subscription thing. It's yeah. like twenty yeah. bucks a month. You can see three movies a week. Yeah. So if I have a day off and I've like like uh, I, I'm off uh, tomorrow. But tomorrow is probably going to be like I'll just I'll take like all three of those and just do them all in a nice. day. And just do like a big triple feature and, and just watch whatever's coming. I love that. I mean, yeah, grab some, some like shit. shitty mall Chinese food yeah. and just watch a bunch of movies. Oh, that sounds fantastic! I want to come hang out with you sometime. That's that sounds amazing. Um, Scotty, thank you for being here, man. I uh, yeah, enjoyed this. I me. wish we had Down more time. I can't wait to meet you on Friday in person and actually, uh, 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 like I said, spend more time talking because I, I have absolutely loved this interview. Um, I, I'm truly appreciative of, of anybody who, who takes a listen to the show or comes on the show. I always appreciate my fans because as you as a performer knows, if somebody's not watching your movie, why the fuck are you making them? Yeah. And if somebody's not listening to your band, why the fuck are you out there? That's what you do it for. So I'm thankful for you being here. I'm thankful for the guests that come on and the people that are listening. Because a, a, a comic or a crowd without a comic is still a crowd. But a comic without a crowd is just a narcissistic asshole with a microphone. And I couldn't do it without everybody. So thank you all for being here for Debbie Radio. Uh, I'm Lance Adams. I've been here with the amazing Scotty Wheeler. Scotty, we're going to play us out here to a song specifically for you. That's it. You hear it. The horror movie theme. Yeah, that's it. We're going to bring that up. Uh, Let that kick in. This is new for Terry, I'm assuming. Uh, Terry never gets any of my references. So, (laughs) Scotty, thanks for being here. Check out the music video for that, too. Yes, yes. Scotty, thank you for being here on Deadbeat Radio. I am Lance Adams here on Outlander Media Network. Terry Snow is always behind the boards. Terry, thank you. And we will see you come Friday at October 11th for the premiere of Long Come the Devil 2. As the Dickies play us out on Debbie Radio. Thanks, Scotty. Thank you, man.